You're listening to the Lucas Askew Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only, Lucas Askew. I've only cooked with oil, but gas is, uh, I can see how it lighted up. I actually lit my kitchen on fire with oil the other day. What, uh, what oil? Was this canola oil? Olive oil? Olive oil. Bingo. What what happened? What were you cooking? So I was trying to cook some uh, Chinese food. Okay, kind of like a stir fry action. Exactly, exactly. Except the chicken was like frozen, and the bag said, "Heat up the oil first, and then throw the chicken in there." Is this a Trader Joe's? <laughs> it may. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was 100% Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, or uh, what's uh, what's his Trader, brother? Trader Jose. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Trader Josh moment. I thought it was a tra- Trader Mings. Oh, it might be Trader Mings. That's, uh, that's Joe's brother. Specializes in Chinese cuisine. I think it was Trader Mings. Let's find out. Oh, yeah. Who is Trader Ming? Who is Trader Ming? There's, there's a whole internet forum about it. Nice. I know my frozen foods. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, I was making my Trader Mings. It's very hungry. Mm-hmm. So I followed the directions against my better judgment. Heated the oil up real hot. Through the uh, frozen chicken in there that had some ice on it, and it literally exploded. Like literally, there was oil on the microwave, on the cabinets, on the ceiling. It was all over the back. And then when it exploded, then all of that oil caught fire, and then that caught on fire, and then they were all, and literally the whole stove, it was all on fire. So were you needing the extinguisher at this point, or what? Uh, baking soda, maybe. What stopped the bleeding? Well, this isn't the first time I've set the kitchen on fire. <laughs> so I knew don't put water on it because it's an oil fire. That's great. That's the number one reason for domestic fires in North America. Because people put water instead of uh, baking it's soda. Kitchen fires, you light the oil on fire and you throw water on it, explodes. Boom. So... I just took it off the heat, turned off the gas, stepped back, and let it burn out. Wow. Yeah. You're really showing some progress here that you've learned through your almost near disasters. Yeah. I live my life, you know, moving forward. But uh, that took me like an hour to clean that oil up. It was it was nasty. It was everywhere. <laughs> Trader Mings could have been could have done better, but that's what happens when uh, Josh Kirkland is the one in the chef's coat. This is why you eat fresh food. Preach, less, yeah. Less chance of setting your broccoli on fire when it's not frozen. Exactly. You should always eat fresh, eat organic. That's words to live by. 
I thought you were going to hit me with a Subway commercial. No. Fresh. (laughs) No. Subway, not a sponsor of the LA. We'll get to the sponsor in a little bit, but... Very excited for the sponsor. Yes. That's part of the show. I I think we all are. But what you've been hearing, welcome to Luke's Asking Experience. It is November. We are on the LAE Farewell Tour. And before I hang up the cleats, this next guest was someone I wanted to join the show since season one. Well, actually, he has been angling for an appearance since season one. But today, his Powerball numbers came up. He's someone that has been across this country and experienced life that you couldn't believe. He has aspirations of one day taking a sabbatical and backpacking around this great world. And he is one of the best people to go down a double black diamond with and always, always sends it when hitting the snow terrain park. I'm really making him out to be one of the toughest active people I know. But in actuality, he is more like a big southern teddy bear. So without further ado, and even before we get to our sponsor, Reed, we need to bring him out. You heard him here. Josh Kirkland, welcome to the LA Podcast. We made it, mama! Wow. Guys, a lifelong dream to the two million people out there listening live right now. Well, it wouldn't be live because it's a podcast, but listening. But we're recording live, and when they are listening, it's like they're live as well. I know you have at least two million people that will be listening to it the second it's dropped. To all of you out there, I am proof anything is possible. If you work hard enough, you network hard enough, you're in the right place at the right time, you say your prayers, you brush your teeth, you don't do drugs, and you stay in school, one day you too could make it on the Lucas Askew experience, although highly unlikely since this is the farewell season. But baby, I did it. You did. Since season one, you've been angling, you've been sending tons of emails my way, you've been helping. Uh, blowing me up on my phone, just asking when can I get on. And as I, as I said, you know, we we care about our guests. We care about being raw, authentic, and emotional on the LA podcast. And it really has taken a couple seasons, but I, I feel you you've really built something that uh, is worth sharing with the LA faithful here today. Yeah. Whew. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm already feeling emotional. Okay, well, I'll, I'll see if you can get me to the raw and authentic. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll ask the questions. You know, kind of get you a little off edge. We'll uh, we'll make it easy. How about uh, some some I'll, softballs? I'll ask the questions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'll I'll give you some softballs before we uh, kind of jump jump right in. So uh, maybe the, the first thing to talk about is how how uh, how's your day. <laughs> This has been the fastest, the fastest Monday, or whenever it's, we were recording this podcast. It's been, it's been podcast. a great day. It's been it's been a great day, but it has been a fast day. Uh, it's cold. It was not cold yesterday. It, that's what, it's so what it's, happens in November in yeah. uh, wherever you are. November in North America, just in general, it's going to bound to be uh, some wintry weather. Yeah, the the truth was is. Uh, I didn't really get any work done today because I was just thinking about this moment, what I was going to say. Um, yeah, and then all that went out the window as soon as I got here. It just felt felt like I was made for this. Yeah. So right now, you're. it's not even preparation right now. You're just going off of instinct. I'm levitating. 
I feel great. It, it did feel like you were walking on a cloud when you walked into the studio. So I, I hope you continue that over the next 30 odd minutes that we're, uh, we're experiencing life together. Let's go. Okay. So then now, now we got the pleasantries out. We'll, uh, we'll dive deep in. Uh, cause I made you out in the, the opening to be pretty, pretty active, mm-hmm. pretty, uh, outdoor enthusiast, adventurist, uh, a real, uh, Bear grills, so to speak. Maybe not to the full extent, but uh, might be a little little cub cub grills. But let's uh, <laughs> a little, little cub grills. Little cub grills, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. One one of the better jokes there. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about your your love because we're entering this winter season coming up very mm. very soon. Let's talk about uh, skiing because this is something that. You and I have, have have bonded on, and this is something that you really didn't fully pick up until a couple of years ago, especially last year, where you took it to another level. I think you went over twenty times. You went to multiple mountains. You you got the pass. Now you got the equipment. You bought uh, new skis. You're really going all in. You've put your poker chips all in on skiing. So walk me through what is uh, what has been the renaissance and transformation for you in the sport of skiing over the past year plus yeah all in that's all you need to know well i think lucas this is where you and i really took our relationship to the next level uh was on the mountain we defined the relationship on the mountain that's for sure we dtr'd really hard lucas was like um i can't carry you off this mountain i don't feel like dragging you off this mountain but I can't go home empty-handed, so I'm gonna need you to pick yourself up, and I'll see you at the bottom. And honestly, that was all I needed, and uh, I was hooked. Look at me now. So it was really this one conversation that we had that has, has transformed you into the, the person you are today, because I remember the first time that we were on that mountain, on that hill, and it was, it was, it was, we were both a uh, l- little jittery, uh, definitely the uh, you can say wobbly. It. You can say it. Uh, th- was, those those legs bad. were. That was bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't yeah. great. But like you said, if you, you put your mind to anything, hard work, dedication, say your prayers, uh, good things can happen. And I believe that you did all that on the ski hill as well, because at the end of last season, Come on. you were not, you were. You passed me in, in capability, which isn't saying much, but you have become a proficient double black diamond connoisseur. You're going into trees. You're, regardless of the terrain, you're there. So what is what has gotten you? How'd you get comfortable from those wobbly days early on? You know, nothing is off limits, really. Now, off limits is on limits, but there's no limits. So think on that one for a while that that's it is pretty meta on is off Mm -hmm. off is on there are no limits i wanted to get back into skiing for a long time because i'd only gone like once or twice had a great time didn't do it for a long time it's all about the people it's all about the people you're with you know and i think uh i had awesome people that all loved being out there and then I'm naturally very competitive. So it was like, it was fun being out there. It was great being myself. And I think what was awesome about skiing is um, like a lot of your day-to-day stuff, whether it's your job or like if you grew up playing sports, you feel a lot of pressure to like 
really perform because you probably already like done some good things. You established yourself. Whereas going to skiing, I was like, I know I'm bad. I know I look stupid. Might as well just embrace it and go for it. And I think ultimately that allowed me to learn way faster. And then I was hanging out with people that are way better than me. And then that got me pumped. And then, uh, and then I just lo- I just fell in love with the, uh, I fell in love with the mountain. Fell, fell in love with the mountain. Fell in love with the powder. Love with with the powder. Yes. It, it's interesting. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's interesting because I always viewed skiing and just snowboarding you put them all in the same category as such an individual sport because you're doing it on your own and there was especially early on for me I I wanted to block everything out and just focus on what I could do and I couldn't do but it's interesting you mentioned what motivated you was actually the camaraderie and having people around you that push you to to be better and maybe it is more of a a team sport than people give it credit for that Hmm. you maybe individually up there on a mountain, but you were generally doing it with other people, whether your friends or not your friends uh, or acquaintances uh, that may be in a certain ski cabin that you are, are part of, but it's really the group dynamic that helps make it to be something special. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like being last. I didn't like uh, slowing people down. I didn't like that, you know, every time you're like stopping waiting for me to catch up, that just didn't sit well with me. So I want to be part of the pack. You want to be part of the wolf pack. I want to be in the wolf pack. As you look to this next season, what's uh what's the future? Is this a will you be the Herman Meyer of uh U.S. skiing, the great Austrian Herman Meyer. Uh, whenever I can bring him on to the the episode and mention him, I do. Uh, so, is this the future of of Josh Kirkland, competitive skiing, or where uh, where do you see the next step? You know, really, Lucas, not take it there yet. But uh, we did the emotional talking, raw and authentic. My greatest competition is myself. Humble. I I like yeah. it. Yeah. So. I don't know if I'll be in the Olympics, but this year I am very excited about the uh, next evolution of this sport for me, which is uh, we're taking this show international. Ooh. Is this, uh, I hear, Japan? Konnichiwa. Wow. So this will be your, yeah. your first foray on traditional international waters. Or international mountains because you've you've been to Canada, which is technically international. I have never been to Canada. Wow, dirty little secret. Oh, uh, I didn't know it was going to come out tonight. Wow, <laughs> had I known this, this is usually in the questionnaire yep. before coming on. I think your application would have been pushed back uh, a few more episodes. I like because- hey, I like Canadian things. Canada's on my bucket list. I follow a lot of uh, a lot of like. Visit Banff Instagram pages. So why 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 haven't you made the the splash? I work for a Canadian. Um, and no time better than the present. Both summer and winter. Winter times great place to visit. Whistler, Banff, Lake Louise, Fernie, Revelstoke. I thought yeah, I thought Canada would be uh, my first international ski trip. But Japan. But somehow Japan snuck in. Yeah. Wow, must must be nice. 
When's the next time you're going to Canada? Take me. It will be in the summertime, but the next uh, the next time that I'm on a Canadian mountain for skiing, you will be there. I will make a point of it. You heard it here first. And when the Lucas asks you, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. When Lucas asks you, makes a declaration. He always <laughs> follows through. Mostly, and I mean always. Mostly. <laughs> yeah, I need to get to Canada, man. Yeah, I, I, I still can't it's, believe you haven't been. It's like it's so close that it almost—it's like being hidden in plain sight. It's so close that it almost feels too far away. It's an afterthought when people think of a vacation because it is relatively easy. But especially if we're going into an economic crisis in the next year, people will be pinching pennies a little bit more. So those international uh, excursions might not be as frequent. So how about an easier solution? You get 25% off all all your purchases. It's basically a, a Black Friday all year round because that's the strength of the U.S. dollar to Canadian dollar. There's an exchange rate, so you're you're getting about twenty five percent off. Wait, give me on this. So the, the Canadian Co- constantly Canadian dollar around seventy seventy five uh, cents on the dollar to the U.S. Uh, the USD. So whenever you are thinking of that uh, excursion, think uh, think Canada and think helping tourism Canada as well. Not a sponsor of today's episode, but always a sponsor whenever, in my heart. Whenever you think vacation, think Canada. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, and you know what? It actually makes a lot of sense because so in like two weeks, I'm going for a uh, a bachelor party. Did you get one of those? No. Wait, what? Hang on. We got three weeks. Yeah. Should we make it happen? I think I think we should. Get uh, get the band together. Get the LA faithful listening today. Josh Kirkland can uh, can organize a, a good party. So, where uh, where are we thinking? Take a spot. Bam. Done. Boom. We can knock two birds with one stone here. Get you your first uh, international skiing, and me the best way to say uh, goodbye to non dadhood than uh, shredding some mountain. And for those maybe thinking what uh, what did he say assuming a not a bachelor party a traditional bachelor party mm-hmm, but a, mm-hmm. a a party for dads or just celebration it's a party for dads to be got it yeah thank you for clarifying so, that so uh you're about to be a father that is correct someone like yourself is the perfect eligible candidate for a bachelor event you know so so um, where where will your bachelor party be? Well, this is why I was bringing it up. Is it's in Mexico, because it's literally an easy flight. It's easy in and out with a passport. Not a big deal. I can't believe you thought south before thinking north. Well, that's my point. Why do we always think Mexico's easy when literally Canada's probably that much easier, way safer? Not a lot of cartels in Canada. None. Plenty of Tim Hortons. If you need your uh, your need donut donuts and coffee fix, yeah, unbelievable. Well, yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's a missed opportunity, but I'm sure for the, the, the dad to be will, will enjoy it. For the record, but next time around, let's do Canada. Since you haven't been there, you don't necessarily know the joys and benefits of uh, of know, that great here's, country. Here's the deal: How's the surfing in Canada? 
you find a, a good wave on Vancouver Island, you ride it. You ride it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what Ladies else, and gentlemen, what else if you, you need. take away anything from tonight, if you find a good wave, you ride it. Words words to live by. That's, uh, that's what we always say. Words Wise to live words. by. Wise words. So obviously we, we could talk about Canada. I can always talk about Canada, but I... I this experience today is more about you. You're uh, you're the guest, and and we've. Uh, it's all about going international. That's I think that's where we got. So exactly, we yeah. we, we got sidetracked. But when we're when Japan, we, Japan, 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 Japan. Come on, are you not gonna? No, no. It's like Japan and powder is Japan. No, I I, never, I I got the connection. I just didn't, you didn't feel look it. like you were getting it. Ah, uh, it didn't, didn't it didn't feel worthy play, of a uh, acknowledgement and a retort back on that. Someone said I didn't go to Canada first. You know, it always you know, it it does grind grind the gears a little bit. You know, we're the forgotten son, we're the forgotten person. But that's mm. that's fine. We'll uh we'll keep taking care of our great nation. Enjoy Mexico. Enjoy Japan. I don't think anybody Japan. listening to this podcast right now is forgetting you or Canada. I think we're fine. Okay. I think this is like Canada should be paying you for the amount of advertising we're doing for their country. Hey, that's for uh, your country. You know, one this of is, your countries. This is always it's always free advertising for me with uh, with, with Tourism Canada. So you always have, do you always have happy. two passports. Do you have dual citizenship? No, all I need is one. All I need is the Canadian passport. I can get oh. me everywhere you want to be. Just I like thought, a good I visa you were card. Marrying into the states for the citizenship was that wrong? No, it was. Uh, it was just for the good times. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Check. That's that's why you went to Tennessee, and then yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's it's genius. Exactly. Moving on from there, I, I don't know how we uh, transition this next uh, that was conversation. A good I like that one. It, w- it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, we'll see how much editing uh, I'll be doing on that one. We can't live our life just editing conversations in real time. That's true. You gotta take risk. You gotta throw it out there, see what sticks, and come on. Hey, everything is about revisionist history. My, my good buddy Malcolm Gladwell would would say. I'm using one of his books to meet with an executive at uh, one of my clients. Actually. Is it his newest book, Talking no. with Strangers? I haven't read that one. Is it good? I'm uh, I'm currently listening to it right now on, on the audio book. Ooh, what do you think? I would still rank it below some of his other great ones. Blink, Outliers, Tipping Point. But Talking with Strangers still, it, it checks the box. It, it's very, it's a little bit more gruesome, a little bit more dark. The the examples that he's giving are what's it about? I'm looking it up. Talking with strangers. It, it's about the interactions that we have with complete strangers and why why are they flawed in in so many uh, capacities? Because we we inherently believe the good in people, um, and it's not necessarily that we should always be uh, on the negative. But there's times to be a little bit more critical. So he outlines examples of of times where we. We as a society and, and we as a, a, a broader group were flying blind to a situation because they wanted to believe the good in people that uh, that came out. So uh, it has an episode or has a chapter about alcohol and the effects of uh, alcohol just on judgment. 
which I think people know but don't necessarily fully comprehend the the detriment of uh, of an addiction like alcohol, but it's uh, it's there. So it's very, worth yeah, the read, very, worth very the listen. Serious. It's it's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. No, and especially it is great when you are just had laser eye surgery. You can't actually read anything. Put on an audiobook of Malcolm Gladwell talking about deep, dark situations. It'll pass the time for you. Did you just have eye surgery? I'm not just looking at you crystal clear because these are my own eyes. These are a new set of eyes that I just got Wait, about no three way. weeks when ago. When did this happen? Yeah, three weeks, a month ago. You weren't going to say anything? Hey, you know, so sometimes... Maybe you're sometimes a little shinier today, yeah. but I thought you were just happy to see me. Sometimes we don't share everything about it. If, if we did, I would have known you wouldn't have been to Canada already. That's true. Well, it's taken me this long to get on the show, so I should be thankful. Exactly. You should yeah. be thankful. But yes, these uh, new set of eyes have been, uh, wow, how's it been test driving them. The first couple of days were, were pretty terrible, but all in all, the recovery. Just blurry. Had, yeah. Blurry, little pain, but little eye drops, uh, some sunglasses, and, you know, it's uh, it, it's definitely enhanced. Like, I, I can I can see far, far distances that I hadn't been able to see before. And I was usually. 20 feet? 40 feet? Yeah, I see far enough. Uh, I'm not really sure how far that is yet, but uh, we'll do a test after this. We'll do we'll do the yeah. test. Yeah, you so, could be my wait. Let's go. Look at this. No more glasses. No more contacts. N- no more of each. Wow. It's uh, it's it's liberating. That's for sure. This is the first time I've looked you in your eyes when it's been just your normal eyes. I know. How does now it feel? Now we're raw. Now we're authentic. Now we're emotional. It is a little emotional right now, especially you looking deep into my eyes right now. That's wow. that's the way we do on the LAE. Tear up. Yeah. Hey, that's uh, it's it's the artificial tear. We'll that, be back uh, in a minute. Yes. After a word from our sponsor. After a word from our sponsor. Wait, who do we got this year? Today's sponsor. Well, don't don't. It's brought to you by. Don't you know? If if you if you can hear oh. that uh, that that that's a tin. <laughs> that is a tin, ladies and gentlemen, and there's not many. Things that are put oh, into a tin. Oh, wow! This will never die. This will never die. This this tin it contains one of the holiday's greatest <laughs> gifts, as well as greatest treats. And uh, I'm. This is this is a tr- this is a tradition at this point. Now this uh, what I just opened was uh, William Sonoma's peppermint bark. William Sonoma is uh, known for their nostalgic peppermint bark. It's often copied but never matched in quality or flavor. This once-a-year favorite is crafted using the finest ingredients, including that custom-blended Gidiard chocolate and (laughs) triple-distilled oil of peppermint. Come on! This bark is finished with a snowfall of peppermint candy pieces. The result is an Mm. unforgettable holiday convection or concoction with a perfect harmony of flavors and textures in every bite. And it did you know, Josh, it takes 24 hours for the artisan chefs over at Williams-Sonoma to make every batch. And from that batch, they carefully package each bark with a sort of love that really comes alive during the holiday season. And to top it off, that packaging is concealed by a festive tin that clangs every time you open it. Now, that clang is the sound of freshness being sealed in. And did you also know 
it took 20 rounds of testing for them to find the right recipe. That recipe is held tight to the vest. I don't even know it. I'm sure most of Williams-Sonoma doesn't know it, but those certain chefs know that secret, secret recipe. Williams-Sonoma, founded in 1956, and they created the peppermint bark 20 years later. Sorry, 20 years ago, because it took them a number of years to perfect and get that absolute perfect taste. So this uh, this peppermint bark, since I opened the tin, I, I'm definitely going to give you a, a piece yeah, here need, to, uh, uh, to really eat on, eat on air. You said a snowfall of peppermint pieces. Yeah. So <laughs> would you say peppermint bark is one of your favorite treats of all I would, time? I would have to say that <laughs> peppermint bark is easily uh it's this time of year for me it signifies the season uh i remember from childhood i grew up my mom loved the williams sonoma we would go um we would always get the peppermint bark that's how i knew it was christmas it wasn't christmas till peppermint bark was out and then uh i lost touch with peppermint bark for a number of years and uh, and then it was at your wedding when actually I was reintroduced um, to what really says welcome to the Christmas season. And uh, I have to say, it's been what was missing in my life is no longer missing. This is a big moment. And since that time, how many tins of peppermint bark have you received and consumed? I only got married a couple of years ago, but I feel every time I see you and every time I come over, there's a tin. There's a tin on the table. You know, the best part is no matter how many times you give me peppermint bark, it's still always a surprise. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how someone can take the same gift, re-gift it like eight times and make each one of them unique and memorable. That's a gift. You've got a gift. That or I actually love peppermint bark so much that I just get so excited that I can't even I'm just every every experience eclipses the last one. I, I think it's it's a combination of both, definitely. Yeah, that's that's the uh sounds like a little bit of like a chip, but it's the the chip taste um but the bark feel uh that really gives peppermint bark oh, that's going hard on the uh, crunchy candy. yes exactly that uh that dusting of, of snow almost uh, on top of that chocolate bit but you you definitely i know what to get you every every season but you're you're right i, I like to package it up a little bit differently uh, always in this tin uh because that's what uh, seals in the freshness but uh every chance i get it's kind of like the tradition of uh, smearing off icing, people. I like to uh, peppermint bark you. I get I get barked. <laughs> you know what though? I will say like it's very fitting that this was a sponsor uh, of the one episode I was on. I honestly couldn't think of a better sponsor. But nothing will ever, ever, ever compare to the first reveal of peppermint bark when you and I. We were going up to the mountains, bringing it full circle. We were going out to ski. You're going to show me what's up. And you got very serious, and you looked me in the eye. Back then, you had contacts or glasses or exactly. You, you were a different yeah. person, different eyes. But this was different this eyes. was after like a five five hour drive that we were in the same we car did. together. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was a, it was a long day, long night. 
But we uh, we made it up to Tahoe in one piece, about 1 a.m. We listened to a few podcasts. A few podcasts. This podcast as well. Uh, A great great way to uh, pass the time, the Lugzass experience on the drive, especially on your uh, Thanksgiving holiday drive uh, this week. Feel free to uh, listen to this episode as well as all the uh, the past episodes. Get you caught up. You know what? Turkey might make you sleepy, but you know what won't make you sleepy? The LAE experience. The Lucas you experience. I don't know why I said the LAE experience. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we did it. So, uh, and that was... That was that car ride. Just listening to this podcast, I was like, "Bucket list before I die, I need to be on here." So, dreams come true, kids. Anyway, but the reveal, yeah, we made it. The reveal. We're doing our own thing, and he came to me. You were very serious. You looked me in the eyes. You said, "Hey, this is a really special moment. I'm really glad we got to do this. We've been talking about it. Now we're here, um, and I just want to commemorate it with a little something special." Nothing weird, but, like, I think it's a big moment. I was freaked out. I had no idea what was coming. Um, It was way too sentimental for me. And then you reach into your bag, and you whip out a box of peppermint bark. And I think I pretty much just hit the deck, rolling on the floor laughing. Unbelievable. The greatest reveal of all time, because... Like I said, Peppermint Bark hadn't been in my life. Then I went to your wedding. I met a special aunt. I got the hookup, and then I forgot about it. And then months later, in a moment of vulnerability- We brought it back. We brought it back, baby. And that's where we we broke bark together. (laughs) Was that the first time we broke bark together? (laughs) That was the first time we broke bark together. There you go. uh, I'll take another one. Yeah, get get another one. So thank you again, William Sonoma. (laughs) Josh is just falling out of his chair because he just took a bite of this delicious, delicious bark. So thank you, William Sonoma, for uh, providing today's podcast food as well as the the sponsorship of today's uh, episode. So William Sonoma, Peppermint Bark, you can get it at the William Sonoma and the, the fine retailers, but only for a limited time. This is just holiday goodness. So from now until the, the Christmas season is complete at the end of December. Is it available or is this pre- was this a pre-batch? This was a uh, part I know of the, you have special. This was up. part of a pre-batch, but uh, come Thanksgiving and uh, Black Friday, they will be available. But uh, people will be fighting. For yes, them. so get er- get there early, get there often, and get your bark. Uh, I'm going to move over to another segment here before we get to the final question, which uh, everyone knows what that will be. Uh, probably Josh, because he's do listening we do? to. <laughs> do we know it? If you've listened to every podcast episode, which you've claimed to, you will know what I ask all my final, the final question for all my guests. But we're not there yet, because there's one experience I want to hear from you, and it's a it's a shared experience that we had as well. And this this is actually a little bit more recent. This uh, this happened in this May, where you and I and a few others made the pilgrimage down to Arizona. <laughs> The pilgrimage and, uh, to the motherland. We went to Arizona, and not just we didn't go to Phoenix. We we didn't nope. go to Tucson, Scottsdale, we, Scottsdale. Nope. No, we didn't go to those more heavily tourist areas. Flagstaff, not Flagstaff, nope. but great nope. uh, Sedona. Sedona. Uh, <laughs> nope. We're just naming all city. Chandler. Oh. Mesa. Wow. Yeah. These Keep are going. All. How many more you got? 
I'm uh, Tempe. Tempe, hey, Arizona. He brought one more. All right. Home Tempe, of the Arizona, Arizona State uh, Sun Devils. Is Grand Canyon, is that a city? Grand Canyon, Arizona. Uh, it, there's a university called Grand Canyon University. So I'll, I'll give it to you. If anyone listening who went to Grand Canyon, call me. I would love to hear about your experience. I bet it was awesome. We will tweet at Dan Marley, the head coach Ed Dan of Marley. the Grand Canyon University basketball program. It's a really top-notch program because they they have they have money coming in there. It's a it's a big bank of uh, funds that they're getting. So you you may uh, may scoff at the folks at Grand Canyon U, but they uh, they know what they're doing at least in their men's basketball program. But well. Sidetrack on deep knowledge of cities in Arizona. So we, we didn't go to any of those. We didn't go to any of those. No. We we went to a, a little no, less known place called Havasu Falls or Havasu Pie, Arizona. This is uh, on a Indian reservation, and it required getting a permit to actually not True. only camp True. there but experience life out there uh, for for a few days. So we we got the. The permit actually a year and a half ago got rained out. You were brought on last minute addition to this trip, and we went down to Havasu Pie. And uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on the story uh, of the experience. That was, that was the trip that I learned you were to be a father. That is, that is true, and that was also Another the trip. Emotional moment. That was also the trip that I experienced the best hike of my life. Okay, so this is me telling the story. <laughs> the best hike of my life. Tell me about the best hike of your life. So, Havasu Falls, known for what? The waterfalls. You go to Havasu. The fry bread. And <laughs> the waterfalls and the fry bread, <laughs> that's for sure. And one waterfall in particular. It's it's, it's their main waterfall. I don't even know what it's... Uh, uh, what's, what's it called? Hang on, what's... Havasu Falls? Is it Havasu Falls? It would make sense. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's Havasu Falls. Yeah, that's why it's Havasu Pie, Havasu Falls. It's the it's their main falls. This is why you go camping to Havasu because of the Havasu Fall. <laughs> Don't Waterfall. fall on Havasu Falls. So there's Havasu Falls. Yeah. So yeah, we, yeah, okay. we after the ten mile hike in. Which was actually a, a beautiful like, not as pervasive. It's not too bad. Not not too bad. It was yeah. it was not too warm. It was not too just rough on the on the legs and the knees. We got there after a great deal of, of hiking. When we saw Havasu Falls, the 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 waterfall, and we were able to experience. Which is it. actually pretty epic. It was it was pretty epic. That's why you go there. We've got a great waterfall. It was right near our, our campsite. So after the first day. I was actually I was a little nervous about the the whole hiking and adventuring and, and camping. It's not necessarily always my cup of tea, but after that first day, I was feeling good. I was I was feeling a little bit more comfortable, and especially day two, we have that full day to experience what I would think the best waterfall out there. Absolutely, why wouldn't you go back for day two and and fully experience that waterfall? But I wish you guys could look at this picture right now. This is unbelievable. So. Th- Google it. The podcast mechanism. Well, we we can paint pictures here. So think of think of the most beautiful blue setting you've ever thought of. 
you got that in your head right now? Mm-hmm. And the, the water's just rushing down, making mm-hmm. a whoosh, whooshing sound. Yeah, it, it's peaceful. It's tranquil. It, uh, this is where Instagram was built for. It's for these blue iconic moments. So we were there day one. You would think we would want to go back day two, but no, unfortunately, there's another waterfall. There's another waterfall, Josh. Remember that one? Beaver Falls Waterfall. So this is where the story gets good. This is where the this story is, This is, this is takes what we came turn. for. Pop your popcorn, put it on pause, come back, get ready for this. So the Beaver Falls, just a couple miles past where, where we're going. So this will be an easy just trek. We'll, we'll stop in there maybe in the morning, come back for the main event again, like the best falls that's right near our, our campsite. But we'll, we'll do some more exploring, just a, a little light hike. I honestly didn't even want to go. I was like... Uh, we're at Havasu Falls. We hiked 11 miles. We're here. Exactly. But broader group. Everybody want to go to Beaver Falls. Beaver Falls. Let's see what, see what it's all about. So we, we start our journey. And, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing guy, if you, if you know me. That's for sure. And uh, I think when we started this, this journey to Beaver Falls, it, there was just something that uh, overtook me of just just positive emotion that was just flowing through through me during this entire time. Maybe it was the initial descent uh, through a cave. Probably the first descent. The, the the cave, which I absolutely love. If you know me, closed spaces, dark dark areas, big fan. Moist, maybe spiders. Yeah, yeah. big fan. So we, so we start there and uh, start walking alongside the the river, and maybe we're, we're close. Maybe we're close. We we did the did initial you enjoy descent. The cliff too. The, the initial cliff, yeah, yeah. it was it was great. Uh, love it. Love that stuff. So we're, we're walking along, and uh, we see kind of the, the end of this initial path, and where where could we go? Like, I, I thought this is where Beaver Falls would be. What uh, what do we see on the other side? The continuation of the, the path. So how are we, we going to get there, though? Well, I, I can't walk on water, so... No, uh, none of us can. I didn't bring a boat. None of us did. So we did it the old fashioned way. We were going to have to cross the river. And, and you know, that first river crossing, you always remember your first, right? That, that was probably one it. of my, one of my favorite river crossings of that entire trip because really was able to walk through, uh, mm-hmm. with my boots, um, and my, my full, uh, shorts and spandex that I was wearing, uh, because I, I love to get that wet. Um, it feels better when it's wet as well. Oh, you walked through with them on. With them on, yeah, because this, this is the the only river crossing that we're gonna do. I want to just cherish it uh, yeah. completely. How was that moment for you? Exhilarating, uh, breathtaking. I think I was definitely maybe short of breath because it was cold, or no, because uh, the the excitement, the excitement. Yeah, it was just taking my breath away. Wow. So after passing through that first river crossing, you think could it get any better? The answer, yes. So we we we, can, oh, yeah, we we continue on for oh, another yeah, five minutes, another dead end. What do you know? We have to cross that river again, back. We we were just on the other side. We crossed it. Now we're crossing again. Makes you wonder why we couldn't just stay on one side. You know that that, that wouldn't have been as fun. That wouldn't have been as enjoyable, or as great of an experience. So no, that second it's like river going to crossing. Playground and there's no slide. Absolutely. The second river crossing, I didn't want to take off my shoes, but I did, uh, just, just why, in case. Why did you make that choice? You know, I, 
I just didn't want them even more waterlogged and soaked. Um, mm. and then the blisters forming on, on my feet just instantaneously. I, I didn't, I didn't want that, but because I was just, again, the excitement, the adrenaline, and I was just, just having a ball. Um, I know you guys were, uh, <laughs> speeding on ahead. I was just soaking it in. Um, you were soaking it I, in. Like I really just wanted yeah. each step to remember that moment of where I was and, and why I was there. Can you, when you close your eyes at night, Absolutely. Yeah. If there's anything that can help me go to sleep these days, it's dreaming about this hike because it's the best hike of my life. Wow. So the second river crossing, we, we, we crossed that. You think might be, we might be done, but no, that, that, that wouldn't be as No, impactful. two are just getting started. Two. Th- at this point, we're just warming up. We're just getting started. So a few minutes later, we're, uh, we're crossing again, back to the other side. And by th- this point, I'm... I'm just cheering, whooping, you know, I'm having conversations with everybody. I think I am probably I'm in pretty the, sure you were like swimming, floating on your back. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing I was I was talking of no worries for the rest yeah, of Yeah, I was days. singing, yeah, was, just, just dancing. I, I couldn't Matata. couldn't have been at a better mental state at that point. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know some of the other people in the group might not have been enjoying it, it as surprising. much. surprising. Some people really were not into it. Yeah, I, I remember this one person just was a, a little little muley, a little, uh, being a little bit of a pre-Madonna. We won't mention that person's name. Yeah. but um, Maybe just was giving off vibes like they didn't appreciate the experience and the nature and just be, do you know how hard it is for some people to even get a permit to Ex- be there? Exactly. Like, just not it's being, like, how are not, you not not being appreciative of, yeah. of where that person was. I know. Some, the other one some people, people who flew in and got dropped off by the helicopter. Exactly. So like, please. Exactly. Go home. So we, we, we continue on on this, uh, this, this hike. And this couple miles actually turns into about six or seven and um, takes up most of our, our morning and into the afternoon. And when we get to the, the Beaver Falls, I'm thinking, wow, this, this must be an absolutely amazing falls even better than Havasu if we're if we're going this extra distance is it, yeah this is gonna be huge absolutely and did it live up to the hype you better believe it did let me tell you beaver fall okay come on come on beaver falls is more like a beaver cascade but uh this is a pretty sick cascade I mean just imagine like eight pools on top of each other pouring down into the pool below just a Vegas pool party except it's freezing cold and everybody's hiking, but for all practical purposes, the same. Absolutely. Yeah. So by the end of this, like during this experience, you know what? I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm at the top of the world figuratively. And knowing that I get to hike that thing back again with the water logged. You didn't want to leave. No, I didn't. You want to stay there. No, you're I, like, Lucas, let's yeah. go. Everyone was like, like, let's go. Like, no, yeah. I... I, I want to just experience this. Yeah. I want to soak it in. Soak it in and just be appreciative of mm. everything that we had. So uh, after going back six more uh, river crossings and uh, being just drenched head to toe, I, it really Did you really, like the river really crossings on the way back or on the way there better? It's tough to match those first couple because those really were, were up yeah. there. But you, know, you when, weren't expecting them, and so it was just so much more exciting. Yeah. I, I think on the way back like when... You know, it was a, a little, uh, t- uh, the ability to really just kind of soak it in. I, I was just trying to just just take it all in because this was going to be the last time I was going to be doing this. So um, 
yeah, I think you remember them both, but it's, you were like it's really tough. just taking your time and just you were fully immersed. That's what I'll say. Fully immersed. Yeah, fully immersed in this hike because yeah. they say the best things in life are the ones that time just feels like it's standing still. Mm-hmm. And during these six, seven hours, I, I really did feel like time stood still. How many hours did it feel like? None at all. <laughs> wow. So if you're ever in for a hiking recommendation, wow. Beaver Falls hike, not Havasu Falls, not the great, honestly, not even worth amazing waterfall that no. uh, once once in a lifetime beautiful picture taking place. Don't go there. Keep keep going. Do the twelve river crossings to get to Beaver Falls. The Cascade, as Josh mentioned, you won't regret it. It's true. You won't change me forever. Yeah. And that ends uh, today's segment called the best hike of my life. So thanks, thanks, Josh, for uh, bringing me down memory lane. Uh, last question for you, and then it will be absolutely enough said. You know what time it is. Just, but, you know, we talk about this. You're talking about just soaking it in. Man, time is standing still for me. I don't think I want it to end. We need, like, a couple more questions. When will I ever again in my life get the chance to be here in this moment on the Luke Sesame Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor. What question would you like to ask? Me. Mm. The host. Lucas, I have to ask you, what number episode is this for you? 40, 41, 39. Depends on when it, when it comes out. So let's just say around 40. Yes. So you have had 40 different, intimate, raw, authentic, emotional conversations. What, what for you, what will, this is your farewell season. What are you going to look back and say, out of this experience, I'm taking one thing with me forever from this time of my life? And you're, we're talking about the LAE. The right? LAE, absolutely. You have 40, 40 different conversations. you got a couple more left. Like, what, What's just bubbling up to the surface here? Do people want to know, how has this impacted you? What are you going to miss? What are you taking with you? Wow. Yeah, that's we'll we'll curveball, but I'm ready for those. Raw, authentic, authentic, and emotional. The words I live by, thanks to you. We touched on it a little bit in the the reversal episode, one of the the, the previous episodes where uh, Sam Williamson was uh, in the host chair, and I was I was answering questions. Uh, you'll also hear a little bit on the uh, the finale episode coming soon. Uh, won't won't tell you a date I can't yet. Can't wait. Can't wait. It uh, it will be like the Seinfeld. When's uh, it coming out? TBD. Well, uh, we don't want to uh, tease the audience too much, but uh, you will enjoy the finale episode. But today we're on this episode, and that's that's Let's what matters, the Kirkland. Ultimately, what I remember and will take with me these, these past 40-odd episodes, it is the connection with that individual on the other side of the, the microphone. Mm. You, We are, are constantly in our day-to-day lives we're interacting with people. We're, we're having conference calls. We're emailing folks. We're talking to people on the street. But there's not that many opportunities where you actually get to go down a little deeper, ask 
ask the questions that you want to necessarily hear. And not always on this podcast, we are going into the, the depths of humanity. Sometimes we'll, we'll talk big brother for uh, 56 minutes and talk strategy of how to, how to pick players <laughs> on a reality television show. But ultimately in that Valuable. moment, there is a connection that's being built a one-on-one connection um, with that, that individual and that guest. Uh, so through this medium, that I will always remember the connection with that guest and being able to then voice and experience, basically bottle up that connection that you you and I are having right now, bottling it up, packaging it together via GarageBand and throwing it into the, the MP3 waves uh, and making an episode of it. So the ability to take a interaction, a human interaction and connection like we are doing today and bottling it up in a consumable, digestible form 30 to 56 odd minutes. That's what I will take with me. Wow. You, you are literally taking a moment between two people and you are immortalizing that forever. Wow. Yeah, Lucas, uh, (laughs) you would think I had eye surgery. You should see my eyes watering right now. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a a sad farewell, but I think we'll all be able to take with us the fact that even though the show is ending, uh, that doesn't mean we can't keep listening to it. It's the best part about podcast. Yeah, you, rinse and repeat, baby. You you can listen to this for for life. That's uh that, that's the beauty we of will it. Be. That is the beauty we'll of it. Be playing this for our grandkids one day. So, are you ready for the final question, or do you have another question? Yeah, Lucas. That's, uh, um. Can you ever be ready for the final question? I don't think so. So maybe, and this is a, bringing it back full circle with, with skiing, mm-hmm. you never say it's your last run. You say it's your next run. So <laughs> this, is, this isn't the last it's question. It's always your next run. This it's the, always the, your next run. This is the run. next question I'll ask you. The LA faithful listening today, you heard my piece of advice about what I'm bringing, but how about for you? What is the one piece of advice that you would give to the LA faithful listening today? It can be raw, it could be authentic, it could be emotional, it could be anything you want it to be. But what's the one piece of advice that you want the listeners to take away from this particular conversation? It's a lot of pressure. This is this these words will be recorded and listened to for generations and generations and generations. People may be teaching upon this this work utilizing it as a a rubric to live by that's it's no pressure you know i i believe in you well i perform best under pressure so lay it on thank you you know i think uh it's you caught me at a good time because i've been thinking about this a lot actually and um you know i've been thinking about life thinking about just reflecting like you grow up, you go to school, you're in middle school and you're thinking about, all right, I'm going to high school. And you go to high school, you think I'm going to college and you go to college, like I'm getting a job. And then like, I'm in a relationship. I what blah, blah, blah. Right. Like you do all these things. You're like, maybe I'm going to be a good skier. Like I'm a ski guy now. Like maybe I'm going to be a skateboarder. Like I do that. You know what? I'm going to be a filet mignon connoisseur. I'm still working on this one, but it's like, you do all these things. And, uh, it's always about the next one. But then also sometimes that gets kind of tiring, right? Because sometimes you pursue things that are like 
really difficult. Like you go down that double black diamond, let's be honest, you shouldn't be on a blue. But you got big hopes and dreams, might as well go for it. Absolutely. Right? Shoot for the stars. And in all of those scenarios, right, the harder things you do, the more challenging they are. It's also the more rewarding they are. But it's always like it's a lot of work to get there, right? And sometimes you hit bumps in the road. Sometimes you're successful. Sometimes you're not successful. Sometimes you have to pivot. So I've been thinking about this, right? And I'm, I like analogies. I'm thinking like, all right, like life is a marathon, right? Life's not a sprint. Life's a marathon. But I got thinking about it, and I think it's a little different than that. I think life's a marathon, but I think it's also a sprint, and this is why. I think it is really a marathon of sprints because we look at this podcast, we look at skiing, we look at college. Like Life is all of these different moments where we're pursuing something new, and we're sprinting, and we're all in, and we're trying to achieve a goal, we're trying to chase something, right? And sometimes it takes us five years, sometimes it takes us five days, like... But all of it is an endurance race, right? But then you finish that sprint, life's still going, but you're on to your next sprint. So for me, I think uh, why does all of this matter and bringing it all back together here is I think the analogy is looking at like when you're looking at your next thing, right? You got to go all in. Everything you do, you go all in on. But then... Wherever you're going to go, you just got to embrace it. Take it to the max. If it works out, amazing. Keep doing it until the sprint's done. And if it doesn't, pivot. Go to the next one. And I think, like, this is so good right now for me because if I'm, if I'm like, talk to a lot of people and they're like, well, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if this is for me. Like, I'm having a bad day, whatever. Dude, no big deal. Go through this sprint, you get tired of it, you get to pick your next sprint. Go for it again. So life is long, life can be hard, life can be challenging, sometimes you're winning, sometimes you're not. But the beauty of it is, as soon as one race is done, you always get another one. So I would say, if I'm giving one piece of advice, just remember, you can redefine your life at any time, you can start a new race at any time, it doesn't matter. It's going to be long. It's going to be short. But have a ton of fun on the way. And uh, pick your next sprint. Run hard. Wow. Wow. Josh Kirkland with the one piece of advice. You went uh, You went to depths that I haven't seen from you before. But I like it. I, I appreciate that. Talking about a series of, of sprints. That life, life is a marathon, but there's certain activities in there that are our bursts of energy that may take you in a positive path or negative but it's part of the, the entire circle it's good to be on the show well you bucket know, it list, was bucket list check it was uh, a long time in the making but i'm glad we we made it work i'm glad you you came on you were raw authentic and emotional you gave uh you gave the listeners what what i want is an entertaining guest so thank you for for coming on today mm. being a, a loyal listener as well and just entertaining the masses. I couldn't ask for, for much more. So for Josh Kirkland, William Sonoma, Peppermint Bark, this is Lucas Askew. You know the words. Take care. Talk soon. And God bless.